0: This is the Warriors Community Podcast, a platform to share personal stories that inspire, equip, and empowers those who listen. Everyone has something in their story that is relatable. Everyone has a lesson to be learned from their story. And everyone has a tool to give to someone else to use on their personal journey. Our hope and prayer, the mission of the Warriors community is that as you listen, as you hear people's struggles and their failures, but also their wins and successes, that you feel inspired, motivated, and encouraged, but that you also feel equipped and you walk away with tools to use on your journey and that you feel empowered to keep going, especially if you're in a place where you are struggling too, we hope that through this podcast, you learn, but you also connect with other women and you can connect with them not just by listening to this podcast, but you can connect on social media. We really want this to be a place where a community is developed and where women can network, share resources, bond, and develop relationships. We hope that you enjoy this podcast, but we also hope that you join in On the Warriors community. Welcome back to the Warriors community podcast. Today I have a special episode because this is a little bit of a different feel from some of the podcasts we've had in the past. At Warriors, we inspire, equip, and empower. And on the podcast in particular, we've had a lot of stories where we hope you have felt inspired. We hope that you felt encouraged and empowered. But today I want to have an equipping podcast. I want to have a conversation that will provide you with tools for inner healing. Inner healing is something that I have been interested in for many years. I have done a lot of research I've been through a lot of different inner healing methods personally. And for some of you who are listening, you may not have a radar for what inner healing is. You may have had a bad experience with inner healing, or you may just have some questions and you haven't done a bunch of research yet. And today I have someone who I met years ago, back in 2016. Her name is Patricia Banks. And her and her husband have an inner healing ministry. And thankfully I got to participate in that a little bit. I was at a mission school called Harvest School in Mozambique, Africa, and her and her husband, Jim, were there and did some teachings on inner healing. And I remember sitting on your porch and I remember coming to you and asking for a session. And that was, you know seven or eight years ago at this point. So I I reached out and I thought, you know what, I feel like this would be a really healthy conversation and one to, like I said, equip other people. So thank you for coming on today. Do you prefer Patricia or Pat? I should have asked you that. Pat. Okay. So thank you so much. For being here, for those of those who don't know who you are, I know we do have some Harvard School alumni listening, but for those who have no idea who you are, what Harvard School is, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Sure, I'd love to. We all like to talk about ourselves, don't we?
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yeah. why I have a podcast. I ask. Absolutely. People. There yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, first of all, Lisa, for hollering at us and letting us do this. Jim and I were married in 1980, and we neither one of us came out of a uh, lily white background. We both had we both had prior lives to Jesus. Let's just say that. And we moved immediately, and I'm gonna make this kind of part kind of quick. But we moved immediately, and we were in this little uh, church that was a denominational church, and they asked us to lead the young marrieds because we were the oldest of the young marrieds, not knowing that Jim had just come out of being an alcoholic mm. you know, not long before that. And I mean, we were, we were babes like that. And well, sure, we can do it. So we started, um, you know, teaching the Sunday school doing that, but we had these meetings on Friday night and had maybe, I don't know, 10 or 12 young couples And we began to see them just going around the same mountain, so to speak. And they loved Jesus. They they, They sang songs. They witnessed. They did their Bible studies. They prayed. They did the stuff. But there was just something we were like, this doesn't feel like abundant life. Now, we didn't know what that meant. We just knew something didn't feel right from what the word said it should be in us or in them. And we were listening, actually, to a radio preacher who had a huge impact on us. And he did inner healing of some sort, of a different sort, over the radio. In fact, a a funny story with it. He was dealing with fear one morning. And he said, we're going to take a little break. And And he did this whole thing. And in me, it was like, I know he's talking about me, but I was just ignoring it you know and he said uh, take a break and when we come back I'm going to ask you to come and put your hand on the radio and I'm going to pray and I was like there is no way that I'm going to go and put my hand on a radio and let somebody pray over me I was like that is that's no but I decided okay I'm going to do this but first I went around and I pulled down all the blinds in my bedroom. Because I didn't want anybody to see me do this. I went over, I sat down on the bed, I put my hand on a radio, and I'm thinking, okay. And he prayed, and instantly I knew something had happened in me. Mm -hmm. There was a fear I had dealt with that I knew was gone. And I was like, oh, this is real. That was a different type of inner healing. But that was what got us interested Jim had the similar experience sitting out in his car in his car at lunch listening to this guy on the radio so we said we began to learn some terms and it was inner healing little of this uh, you know some names the bookstores had very little on it in fact if you ask Jim went in and asked about it a guy where he had bought lots of books and the guy took him around behind a curtain. And showed him the books on inner healing and deliverance, or he didn't even show those public, you know? So it was that long ago. Wow. Well, we said, Lord, it just felt right. We said, Lord, if you'll teach us how to do this, how to heal those broken hearts, we'll give our lives to it. Mm -hmm. That was in 1984. And after praying that, we thought we're gonna go to a weekend conference somewhere. going to learn how to do this and then we'll go along our merry way no that wasn't the way it worked that's always how it works with God. like oh
0: yeah i'm gonna do this and then be done and god's like that's
1: funny yes Yes. and it wasn't that easy anyway through a various uh, amazing way we ended up moving from where we were to colorado and we were looking for churches and the Jim's boss said, well, don't go to this one. They're too weird. Um, you know, they, they said a guy got hit on the head of the coconut and died and went to heaven and came back. And we were like, Oh, that sounds really cool. You <laughs> know. And yet that wasn't what happened. We ended up going to that church just to check it out. And that wasn't what happened. But the guy that we had listened to on the radio actually lived there and wow. went to that church and we didn't know that. Wow. God set it up. We ended up working for him, reading everything we could, learning every book we could find, trying to learn what this was. And so over the course of the next, let's see, this is 80. So however many years, that 43 years, 40 years, we had been students of what I call the sanctification process. Mm-hmm. Um, we have started healing rooms in many, many cities and states we've traveled to probably 12 or 15 different countries and the tools that we use work anywhere because they're about jesus our we we our goal when we did our healing rooms was to train people in as many different modalities as we could so they would feel equipped in whatever problem someone came in with so if they came in with something that was a little deeper they would know should we go there should we not is this really inner healing or is this obedience what is it they you know and they had a a wide tool belt and that group of a church of about 200 and 250th time had over 40 people who met every thursday night for seven years ministering to the community with a waiting list And those people, um, you know, many of them were older and they, things change. But that's who we are. We went, we began full-time. By full-time, I mean, we didn't retire from anything. We were still at that point in time in 19 or in 2022, we would have been in our early fifties. So we didn't retire from anything. We didn't have any income. In fact, Jim's mom, had passed away and left us a sizable inheritance and we thought great now we can do our inner healing thing and not have to do anything went to england to train and while we were there all of our money was embezzled oh my goodness we had a card and the cash that was in our wallet to come home on wow and it was a shocker so we began to look for jobs whatever and nothing was working i mean Jim was electrical engineer by trade, had been in done everything. Mm. No. And the Lord finally said, okay, if you want to go back and get a job, I'll let you. Or you can do what I've called you to do and trust me. Well, that's hard. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I trust you, but I trust yep. you, but uh, yeah. So anyway, that began our what we would say full-time ministry. You know, we believe everybody's in full-time ministry no matter what we're doing, but most of us just don't know how to do it in the workplace or anywhere else. And um, so we said that that began in 2002. And so I guess for 21 years, that's kind of what we've done. And that's who we are. We now live in Texas. We've lived all over and we're here for now and I believe this is kind of where we're going to settle. But we love um, healing the brokenhearted. We love help people moving along in their process with Jesus.
0: I love so. that. And when I just found out before we push record, we live a, about an hour and a half away from each other now.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: That's so great. So yeah. I loved finding that out. I I know you know I've only I've only met you and your husband the one time while we were right. in Africa. 2016, but I followed y'all and and a few times I know I've reached out and just asked a couple of questions here and there and all of you're so responsive and I love that and there's I have always felt comfortable coming to y'all I felt comfortable asking you hey what do you want to do the podcast because there is such an approach of you're so approachable and you know tons and tons of people come through Harvard School like I went through. And I'm so, I'm sure you, people blow you up all the time and you, you create time and space. And I also just remember y'all allowing us kids to come sit on your porch in Africa and just be, and, uh, and that was always neat. So I love that uh, for, for those who are listening and they don't really have a radar for what is inner healing. It, how is it different from therapy? Can you break that
1: down a sure. little bit? Yeah. Sure. Inner healing has, let me just say, it's come through a learning process and in any time you have something people are just learning and it's new, you're going to have mistakes, you're going to have people do stuff that are that isn't right and that that's the hard part it was it's true it was like the faith movement when it came out you know it was based on a true word but people took that thing and just did screwy stuff with it well now it's back to the point where almost everybody's saying the lord wants to prosper you he wants to bless you which was and it's in the word that's what the it started on but lots of mistakes same has been true with the inner healing Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing is, and I'm just giving you some caveat around it first, is people would take tools and they use them like a personal weapon Uh or something to build themselves up or it was a, Uh I'm the fixer and you need my help or everybody became a project. You know, we just extend grace. It's not, I would say 90% of those people had no intention on hurting anyone. Mm -hmm. but they in their immaturity their learning process where they were didn't know how to properly use these things and so if you are one who has been wounded by someone attempting what they thought was inner healing I ask your forgiveness on behalf of those people that that is not the father's heart towards you that it is not what Jesus had for you that they were doing what they thought was right and And I'm sorry that you got hurt from it. However, that being said, that's the way life is. The reality is we are going to be hurt by people. People are going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. We have to decide, am I willing to press through the mistakes for healing? Will I press through for wholeness? Will I press through to look like Jesus? Will I press through even if the one who was supposed to be helping me hurt me? What is my goal? So for inner healing, my definition of it is really nothing more than the sanctification process or a better term, easier to understand. It's removing anything in my heart that doesn't look like Jesus. And that could be a wound. It could be a lie I believe about him or about myself. But you know, if I knew I was believing a lie about myself, I wouldn't want to believe that lie. Right. I would want to know that was a lie. If I knew I was, if I found out I was believing a lie about God, I'd want to know it. So that's, that's kind of the, ba- it's okay. What is Lord, you've promised that you're going to complete this work you've begun in me. So it's up to you to do it. But I now can come to you and say, okay, Lord, show me my heart. What is it you want to do? So when we do a session with somebody, we've studied, I don't know, every tool we can think of you know initially that yep. that's out there and so we might use a little bit of this a little bit of this a little bit of this because it's just it's just ways the father gives for us humans to know how to to properly flow with his spirit to bring healing to broken hearts to bring clarity to broken minds to remove roadblocks to help people mature in things, to find their own identity. Those type of things to us is what inner healing is. There are various tools that have various purposes. There are ministries that have, you know, you might go for a week and you, what I call a deep dive. I mean, they get in and they do everything from generational to soul ties to uh, just everything. I mean, it is thorough. We call it a spring cleaning. Yep. that you only want to do once in a while yes yes <laughs> and yet and yet it's good it it gives us as we can move forward mm-hmm. there are those who really just focus on helping you find out what lies you believe that's okay to a point but we shouldn't be lie focused mm-hmm. i don't want to focus on my weaknesses well that's I want you to focus on yours I, I want you to focus on jesus Knowing he, if I will learn to get with him and hear his voice, he will then begin to show me what I need to do. But most of the time it takes someone in the body helping us learn how to hear him for ourselves.
0: Yeah. I think that that is so key. And we we kind of talked about this before we push record and I, and you did make a good point and and I want you to get to that, but I'll, I'll backtrack first. Sure. you know, on, on the podcast, I've shared a lot about, I came from a ministry that did deliverance in a very unhealthy way. Uh And it was extremely damaging to myself, but also to others who have, who went through the same ministry. And I had to really think about what do I believe about deliverance? Am I, or am I not? Am I just offended at the people who hurt me and didn't do that well? or or can i say you know what like you said you know what they that's on them but that doesn't mean deliverance is bad in and of itself and right. those who don't know what deliverance is it's it's praying a spirit whether a person is possessed or oppressed it's praying that spirit away or out of them or off of them and then there's other tools like heart sync which i'm going through heart sync training right now and i love it and it breaks it down into parts which is similar to what happens in therapy? and like, and then, like you just said, there's other deep dives. What I've learned, and I've experimented with all these different uh, ministries, organizations, and like always, I will put links to different inner healing tools in the show notes so people can just explore because you may not know what's out there. and and I never think it is a one-size fits all. a one pill fixes everything. and I, I told you this before we recorded. You know, I've done some inner healing, the deep dive the, that is restoring the foundations, what you were talking about. And I did that and it was helpful. But I have had friends come to me and ask me about that particular ministry. And knowing who they are, I've said, no, I don't think that's a good idea for you. And it doesn't say anything bad about restoring the foundations, right. it, just, it isn't what that person needs, at least for that moment. So I think what you said having tools in your tool belt is so key as well of we we've got to learn what's out there what's available and what we need right now so i I, I, let me let me me
1: address something that you said there about deliverance people say well i'm i want to come to you because i need deliverance and we go well we're not a deliverance ministry like you think of however here's what we believe right right First of all, are you born again? If you are, you aren't possessed because the Holy Spirit possesses you, okay? Yes. That's one big thing. If you aren't born again, that needs to happen first. <laughs> yes. And if you're not ready to do that, deliverance isn't going to do you any good. Okay. So, okay, so now you're a believer and you still think you need deliverance, okay? The word says a curse does not cause this lie. In other words, if you are oppressed, there is a place in you that has allowed the enemy to grab, to to set up a stronghold around you that he's influencing that in you. Mm -hmm. If I can get you with Jesus and he shows you what the root of that is and that gets healed, the demonic loses its right to be there. And most of the time they will just leave. If not, it's easy to just tell them they have to leave. But it's not this big, scary, your head's going to turn around, your eyes are going to go bonkers in your head. No, it's called walking. It's like walking through a spider web. You may never see the spider, but you know when the web is there. And it's like, and that's what demonic oppression feels like. Like there's just, and it can be removed, but it's not this big, scary thing. There shouldn't be. It's also, I don't believe that this legalistic just go through a list and pray they're gone. I think the Lord, see, Jesus only dealt with the demons that got in his way.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: You see, yes. yeah, he he could have come to the earth and immediately dealt with every demon that was walking. Mm. They, they didn't, He didn't pay attention to them unless they were either on assignment from the Lord because they wanted to show who Jesus was or they were getting in his way from doing what he was called to do.
0: I love that you just made that point. That's an excellent point. I think when you get into uh, any inner healing, like you said, even with lies, we don't want to focus on our weaknesses. We want to focus on, you know, God's truth. I think it's easy to start fixating on, Oh my gosh, I have this problem. I have to fix it. And then I have to fix this. And then it, and so then we're looking for all the landmines yeah, and to fix those. And God's like, Hello
1: all right i just need you yeah Yeah. Uh, or we get fixated on the demonic yes you know everything's a demon no it's not and if everything is a demon for you then you probably aren't born again Mm,
0: Yeah.
1: because (laughs) the spirit of god within you is greater than anything around you so you need to be fixated on him in you fixated on and you know what I'm. I'm. A, let me just throw this in there. I don't care if it's inner healing. I don't care if it's deliver. I don't care if it's physically I don't care if it's Bible teaching, prayer, whatever it is. If your personal goal is not to fall in love with Jesus and become more like Him, all of this other stuff is just performance and works.
0: Mm, that's also so good.
1: That's all it is, because His whole purpose in coming was that we could become like Him. Not so we would just be better versions of ourselves, not feel pain, not feel hurt, be nice to people, do the right stuff. He wants us to become like him. And everything else is simply to be a tool to help us become, agree with him in the process, everything else. And so in my way of thinking, the first thing I would want to know is what is, what is your purpose? What is your goal? Why do you, do you want to get healed so you don't feel bad? That's okay. Okay. You want to get healed, so you're not angry. That's okay. But if it's not, I want to get healed because I, I'm tired of the pain, and Jesus came to take my pain, and I don't know how to give it to Him. Well, wow. see the difference in the mindset. And the
0: other thing,
1: and the other thing is, Lisa, until we see Jesus face to face, we won't all be perfect. Not in our soul. Mm-hmm. It's a process of becoming like Him. But the more we focus on him, the more we it's easier to become like him. I said, I don't want to face Jesus and have whiplash because of all the stuff that was having to leave me. I would rather him, me see him and him recognize himself in me when we come together by removing all the cobwebs, by removing all the stuff to where I'm walking through the earth, not focused on every little thing I'm doing right or wrong. And yet being willing to look inside and go, Lord, there's something I, I believe about you and that's wrong. Otherwise, why would this fear be there? Why would this anger be there? Why would this be there? Why would, you see? Lord, show me, what is it? That's agreeing with him. And to me, that's inner healing. We need people to help us learn how to do that. We shouldn't idolize them. We shouldn't even idolize the tool they're bringing.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's a good point as well.
1: It's still him. it is it is him. however, we need each other in the process. We need each other. There are things people see by the spirit or even in the natural. We never see about ourselves, you know, and we need that help. and that's why engaging in it, finding a safe ministry, and there's lots of them now. I mean around around the country, there you know it's becoming now more so more prevalent than it, it was 40 years ago.
0: And you I'm know? so thankful for that. You even with HeartSync. And and again, I'll post links to these ministries uh-huh. for people if they want to explore them. But what I loved about HeartSync was I could get on the website and I've I've had three heart syncs in the last couple of years. And the first one I got on the website and I could click and say this is where I'm located and it showed me all of the options of people who right. are certified in HeartSync who could facilitate that for me. Yes. So I think a lot of people too have that barrier of okay I've heard about this tool or this ministry but I don't know how to you know who facilitates right. that where do I go and some churches don't officially offer that. I know we have upper room which I think has become fairly well-known of a room church is in the Dallas, Texas area. And they absolutely are a hub for a lot of inner healing tools. Well, the church that I go to, they don't facilitate that in the church building, but they, there's people in the church body who do.
1: Right.
0: I think if you, if you, I love how heart sync sets that up. I, I could see everyone and choose. I want this facilitator. And
1: so you know they're actually there's actually a group we we helped put together and that is inner healers that are meeting together have for now three years I like that attempted from leaders of the various all the various ministries from mm-hmm. Heartsake to elijah house to um restoring the foundations to bethel sozo to um face-to-face ministries to all of these leaders have come together to say how can we make this more available to people? I love that. Yes. And yes. you know, there's some things that have to work out because if I tell someone you can go to HeartSync and they get a bad experience, you see, that's that's a problem. Yep. I want to know that I know that now with HeartSync, it's pretty safe initially because the first round of people coming out of it will pretty much stay right. But it's like, with RTF, it's come through a metamorphosis, you know, and second generation, you don't know what people are doing. They've been trained by the trainers who were trained by train, and so you have to understand that and give grace to that, that that that's the way it is, you know, um, Bethel, like they have a, they have a place on there where you can find Sozo almost everywhere now, recommends places, ArtSync does. Anyway, you're right, there are a lot of those, on. we don't actually post anything on our website about where people can go to get ministry in these other things just primarily because we just just don't let me just say that we don't that's (laughs) just our that's our own personal our own personal way that we do things now if someone writes and we don't feel like we can help them or in that they're looking for we will try to refer them to someone we know but inner healing should be a simple tool that can go as deep as the person needs. So there are layers in inner healing. My encouragement would be that you if someone only knows the basics, that you don't expect them to get down into the, the severe abuse. There are, there are other the heart sink can go into the severe abuse in the heart. You can with Sozo, you can. If, if you know how to guide them, but here's the deal. Jesus doesn't want to re-traumatize anyone.
0: Yes. And I'm glad you said that too, because I think as humans, we want it. There's a little piece of us that wants the theatrics, right? And we want to know why, what happened? And I've experienced inner healing sessions, mostly in deliverance where it's like they want the manifestation they want the yeah. whole show and it's like no that's not that's not how god operates it's not how this should work and i i totally agree with that yeah. uh, and and god's a gentleman and he is willing to go walk with you where you're comfortable going pause i know i know you were so into that episode and i know You hate ads just like I usually do, but I wanna take a second and tell you about the Warriors Apparel. Why Warriors Apparel? Well, it's to remind yourself who you are, a warrior. If you would like your own Warrior shirt, you can go to the Warriors Instagram, click on the link tree located in the bio, and you will find right at the top Remind Yourself Who You Are apparel. You can choose from a hoodie, crew neck, unisex t-shirt, or a v-neck t-shirt. They come in two different colors and all the sizes. Go to the link in the bio on Instagram to purchase yours today. Now back to your favorite podcast.
1: We have manifestations occasionally. Right. Okay. But most of the time if we take authority over before we ever start, before we ever get with the person, it won't. But the manifestations are just the enemy trying to mock Jesus. Yep. And it's like, no, no, no. But we do, we get fixated on that. But but I guess like for us, we don't this may sound harsh. I don't really want to hear all your stuff. I'm sorry. Now I will if it's necessary. Mm -hmm. but here's going to be the bottom line i'm not going to enter in to your to that pain into that misery into that wound any further than jesus goes Mm. he will go and he will take it all i'm there for is to be the bridge all i want is jesus what do you want to heal today jesus would you tell them the lie they're believing we had a gal at one time i don't know years ago and here's the thing after doing as many as we've done over the years, I don't know where they were, who they were. Dog even- <laughs> gets medals. Yeah. So if you happen to hear this, and it was you, trust me, I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And she, um, she hated the smell of apples. That was not me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, not, not you either. Okay, she hated the smell of. Actually, I do now remember this one, and she wouldn't be listening. But she hated the smell of apples, and she doesn't. It was like she never could figure out why. Mm. And she had her dad was a loving, perfect father. I mean, everything. And so we said, Jesus. I mean, this was a silly thing, but she, we were all learning, and we just let's ask Jesus. Yeah. He gave her a picture of herself under an apple tree, where a boy molested her. Oh. that memory came back to her and the smell of apples triggered that place in her every time she smelled them but she didn't even know that jesus went in she forgave him The she forgave the person she asked jesus to send it all of that we did all the work with it she spoke healing he just healed her heart removed that and took care of that now that's a that seems like a simple little thing because who, I mean, so you don't like the smell of apples, but for her, she knew there was something to it, but she didn't know what it was. I wouldn't have known that. And I wouldn't have gone digging for it. Well, let's see if we can find out, you know, it was like Jesus or anything with it. And he said, yeah, I want to heal her from this because it's blocking her trusting me.
0: That's beautiful. And I think that that would lead to a good point of going back to where, we talked about, sometimes we fixate on these things. And I know for myself, I have to watch this in me. I want to analyze everything. I I have a tendency. I don't, I don't think, oh, everything's a demon or everything is a demonic attack. But with simple things like, oh, I just don't like the smell of apples. I would have a tendency with the training and psychology and inner healing that I have to stop and go, well, why don't I like that? Or why is that a big deal? And then I want to make a thing out of nothing, you know? And, and sometimes my husband has to look at me and goes, there is not a fire here. Okay. There's not, there's no fire. (laughs) And, And I have to go, okay, okay. But I think the point of the story you just shared, a good point is Holy Spirit led. Yes. If Holy Spirit is not directing you there you don't need to stop and analyze why Absolutely. you like a certain food or why you, you're not okay with xyz when you are ready and when you are open and i think that's a my opinion would be you know when you sit in an inner healing session sozo heart sync restoring foundation whatever it is when you sit in there you are positioning yourself with holy spirit or you should position yourself with Holy spirit to say, Hey, I'm open to whatever you want to come in and heal. Right. Now, And I will say too, when I've gone in, especially with all three of my heart sinks, I have gone in telling them even in Sozo, this is what I want to work on. And what's funny is we may touch on that point, <laughs> but it is always about something else.
1: <laughs> he goes okay now that i've got you here let yes. me do what's really bothering you
0: <laughs> yes and i love that and and i remember being the first shows i ever had was probably a decade ago and i remember going in for a very specific reason and we talked about something we didn't even talk about it and i left frustrated and i told my facilitator i was frustrated and thankfully my facilitator was full of grace and kind of smiled and they said well maybe that's for another day maybe that's just maybe what we did today was was really the thing like you just said that holy spirit wanted to felt was more important to address yeah and i left that and for some reason that simple response made me go oh okay well god knows better than i do
1: that's it so i think i think one of the the dangers and you know what if you now, I don't want people to start listening, you know, they talk to someone, maybe they're thinking about getting their healing, that they try to, you know, know everything about them. No. When you meet someone, do you feel peaceful with them? Mm. Do you, Is there a safe place around them? Are they engaged with you? Do you feel a spirit of, do you feel some humility around them? I remember one time we, we the healing rooms were going and blowing. we have been doing this for, I don't know, 10 years. Well, not that well years but not at the healing rooms. and we had a group of a ministry school come up to Asheville, where we were they brought all the kids and so we had i don't know we had seven or eight rooms of people ministering because we were getting a bunch of these people through and i had a gal in with me who was learning this particular tool and i tried every tool i knew to get this girl to hear jesus he had to say and she couldn't i knew she I knew she was born again she couldn't i mean literally i tried everything now i had an option at that point i had an option to decide it was her problem okay which some people do well you need to then you need to have more faith you need to know and finally i just said you know what what i'm doing isn't working i need to get with jesus and i need to find out lord is there anything i can do to help her and I said, I am really, really ask your forgiveness. She was like, that's okay. And I said, so let me just pray for you. So I prayed for her. And at the end, she went, oh, I see him. There he is. You know what he just said to me? Just like that. And I was like, seriously? Seriously? This is how, yep. But it's because I was like, I don't know. And you know what? We miss it. There's times when, when Holy Spirit, we just don't hear him we're human. We're in, we are fallible people. We, we're just, we're doing like everybody else. We're, we're learning to hear his voice. We're learning to walk with him, you know, the way we live, because as I say, we don't have retirement. And, and so our ministry, whatever our ministry provides or our zoom sessions do is how we live. And there are times in, in there and, and it's, and the Lord's going, well, have I called you to it? Have a culture. Well, I, it, are you walking in my kingdom? Are you walking according to your design? Who I made you to be? How I made you to function? Are you walking with the assignment that I've given you? That's good. If I want to adjust things, or maybe, maybe he says, yeah, you're getting a little too familiar with trust. Let's see if you really trust me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I do, I do. Boy, do I trust you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love hate those where I'm like I knew there's a lesson here, but I just don't like it. I agree with it. I don't like it.
1: Exactly. So inner healing is a is a vast thing, but I think if people would just remember to give themselves grace, mm-hmm. if you've been abused, if you've been wounded, if you've been betrayed, let somebody help you get that broken heart healed. Forgiveness. I think I said this before, but I don't know that we said it now. Forgiveness does not automatically heal a broken heart. Forgiveness opens the door for Jesus to come and do his work. Your work is to forgive. His is to heal your heart. We want to work people past forgiveness if it's it's something that has, has lodged like a splinter in their heart. And, you know, things happen when we're little and these coping mechanisms come up. And this is what heart HeartSync talks about. But for us, we've always seen it like these splinters that get in our heart and they get covered over, like a splinter in our hand, and it gets covered over. And we forget it's there until something touches it. And then it's Wah! wild, you know? Well, yeah. it's the same way with our heart. And so there's things that are happening that we had to recognize it. I think do I have time to tell the little story I told you before about the girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, this woman was she's a dear friend and she's um been through most of the inner healing ministries and she's an amazing woman of God. Was we were with her and she was telling us that now she is what we call a mercy person. She's one, she's a feeler. She wants deep connection, heart to heart. She wants that time. She feels people's pain when she goes in a room. she so everything's hyper feeling. and she's had to learn how to how to manage that, how to walk in the spirit with the those emotions don't drive her. And yeah. she doesn't believe they're the truth. So she's got this job, and they have very they have no relational skills, none. That's I mean, so some hard. of the things. Some of the things they've done, you're like, seriously? <laughs> and I could tell her why that they do that. It's because of their wiring. They're like, what do you mean? We just done your job. I'm sorry, it hurts your feelings. You know, they don't mean to hurt your feelings. Okay. So they are pouring stuff, pouring stuff on her, pouring stuff on her. And she knows she can't do it. She cannot get done what they want done. And it just keeps building and building. And now this woman is brilliant. She's exceptional at what she does. She works double caseloads to what anybody else in the office does. She's amazing. So if she says she knows she can't do it, because of time, you know she's she can't get it done. Yeah. So she's at this point and it's just building and building and building. And the boss has been in and gone and she's gonna come back for a meeting. And she's in the room and she has her hands up, pushing out, and she's going you will not cry. You will not cry. You will not cry. I will not cry. You will not cry. Doing that out loud over and over and over. I will not cry. I will not cry. I will not cry. And the boss walks in. And here she is going, I will. You will not cry. You will not cry. I will not cry. I will. And she goes, uh, uh, Oh, listen, everything's going to be okay. And the boss leaves. So she's telling us this story. And we said, so what'd you do? And she said, I came home and I just sat down and I said, Jesus, what? what triggered that level of response in me and she very gently heard him say just like your ex-husband who was abusive and instantly she realized that she felt the pressure of having to perform or she was going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. and it always led to tears but she was able to let jesus heal that place in her and go oh this isn't the same i'm grown up now i can make my own decisions and I can, it's okay for me to say, no, I can't do stuff. And if you don't like it, you can fire me. I can find another job. I mean, you know, it was that block. Of, and she said, but Jesus just was so gentle to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it was what you felt back then. And wouldn't it be great if the body of Christ could learn how to have the intimate relationship with him? That we could just go and say, Jesus, what's going on in me? She didn't go telling him about them she didn't go griping about them she didn't go saying you know what they did to me and you know what they did to me and she just went and said lord what happened in me okay and i think there are times we we need to own up to our own responsibility for our own reactions regardless of what people do to us
0: 100% and i'm big on that that and i've even said that so many times in the podcast of I can say I'm a victim of abuse because I am right. I can also go back and say, here's the role I played. And it took me a lot of years. It took a lot of therapy and inner healing, Uh but it, it took me a lot of years to be able to say, yes, I was a victim, but also I was a perpetrator here and here. And also I had, I I played a role in putting myself in these positions and there's no like, well, that that's my fault because people, especially women can get into that. But again, I had to do the work. That would lead me to another point of, this is not a, hey, you do an inner healing session and and you're good. Now, things like you said with the apples, with the, the understanding, oh, I perform. You have those moments where, You find freedom and and done. But then there is, you have to walk that out. And I've noticed some people, we we have someone close to us who struggles with alcoholism. And she went in for a deliverance session and had deliverance for hours, hours and hours. And I think it was three or four and came out and was fine for a couple of weeks and then went on a bender. And it was like, we're back to square one. The problem was the, the heart position going into that of, okay, well, one, you need some therapy. And two, maybe we should have done some inner healing around what, why do you drink? What brings you to that place? Right, There's right. your mindset and, and retraining your brain and your heart as opposed to you have a spirit of alcohol and we're going to get that off you and you'll be fine.
1: Right.
0: It t- it removes the responsibility from the person right. and they don't have to own anything. And I've seen that even in sozos and heart sinks where people go in and they think uh, the facilitator is going to invite me. People. Yes. They're <laughs> going to fix me. And I'm a project and then they walk out and they're not, ha- they're not walking out that freedom because you, because you, you get free and then you have to figure out how to live free. Right. And, and that is
1: hard. Yes, it is. I- it is Hear this way, my heart means, but I'm afraid the teachings we've had from years past because it was all they knew makes it harder than it ought to be.
0: That's a good point too.
1: Okay. The church at large, because we haven't, we aren't comfortable with people in process, and because we don't like to talk about some things, we say, okay, I've been saved, I'm born again, I'm a new creation, therefore I shouldn't have to deal with all this other stuff. Well, that would be in a perfect world where we deal with perfect people, but we don't. And Jesus said, the stuff's going to hit the fan, and you're going to have to deal with it. But I have given you the power to overcome. I have given you the power to walk. I have given you the promise of the Holy Spirit. He didn't say I have given Lisa the power for you to walk. I have given Lisa the power of the Holy Spirit for you to walk in the Holy Spirit. No, you individually have to stand up and go, Jesus, this this all comes down to one thing. I don't know you the way I need to. I don't know you the other way I need to, and that's okay, and he's going, I know, we are on an adventure, because I love you, and I want you to know me, I want you to know everything about me, and I want to know you, and if you will lay down all of the stuff you've been taught about, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this, or why, because if you don't look like me, I'm not comfortable with you, mm-hmm. but if you look, act, talk, walk, like I do, I'm comfortable Because I'm comfortable in me. So, you know, it's a, it's a, there's so many facets to it. As you can tell, it's my passion. I could go on for hours, you (laughs) know, with different things from identity and how it's affecting that to, you know, walking in authority, the whole thing. But bottom line is let people help you through your pain, but don't expect them to do what Jesus has already done. Jesus has already come to take your pain. Let them help you learn how to let him take your pain and heal your heart the other thing is if you're telling a story about yourself about something you've been through and you still feel pain because of it you're not healed
0: 100
1: you're not picked the scab simply at we we somebody came and was just telling us this 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 and this and the tear we said but you need heal no i've been healed so well, then why are you sharing it like well they said i need to share my testimony but you're not sharing a healing testimony you're mm. just picking the scab off the wound. Yeah. So if there's something in your heart that still brings you pain, you need to get with Jesus and say, okay, why can I not talk about this with feeling the pain that was there when you came to take my pain? That may seem, that was for somebody, Lisa. I don't know who that was for.
0: That was, yes. I yeah. Love
1: that you. was for somebody who still feels the pain but thinks they're healed. Mm. And the Lord says, no. My healing is complete, and I will take the pain out of that. So that's that is not there now. That's my that's my freedom.
0: I love that, and I I want to make one more point because sure. I think you made this before we pushed. We had such a good conversation too before we <laughs> pushed record. <laughs> I had to make myself stop to record this, uh, but this is a good point, and I'll make this the the, the last one. You said you know you have learned through the years who you can speak to and work with and whom you can't and you've learned this there's certain um disorders or certain people that i that's not for me to speak to but that's not to say something about that person it's just can you can you go back and and
1: sure yeah actually um Teresa leaps her out at Bethel has a pretty good word picture, I think. She said, I have a box. And she said, there's things I'm good at and things I'm really bad at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So up in the left hand corner, I'm good at it. Down in the bottom, I'm really bad at it. things I like to do and things I hate to do. Mm-hmm. If you fall within the cat within the lower part down there where it's things I'm not good at and I hate to do it. I'm probably not going to minister to you. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean I couldn't. It wouldn't be the best interest or time for either one of us. That's not saying you're too bad. It says I'm not good at that. Yeah. Here would be a very simple example. So for me, actually, I don't do a whole lot of ministry sessions anymore because I'm more, I do ministry sessions, but it's more of a mat- I don't want to say coaching. That's the word everybody's using, but it's more of a mentoring. I want to help you grow. Mm-hmm. But even in then, because the volume was so great, we charge for our fee. We charge a fee now. We have to. Yeah. And that's just the bottom line. But it's like we had a guy call and he said he'd come from ministry and Jim had worked with him and he called me and he said, I need my wife and I need marriage counseling and we want to come to you. And Jim said, um, well, I'm not sure you want to. He said, He said, well, first of all, we're not good at marriage counseling. Second of all, we hate marriage counseling. (laughs) (laughs) We hate it. And we really are bad at it. Now, if you still want to come see us, we will separate you and minister to you individually. But we don't do marriage counseling. Mm -hmm. Okay. We don't. That's not what we are. Oh, thank you, Lord. I asked him if he brought something to my mind that I want to say we believe in therapy we believe in counseling but understanding why something happened does not heal the wound i can understand why somebody did something i can understand why i feel it only jesus can come in and heal the wound our understanding does not necessarily bring healing to the heart It may make us feel better. It may make us be able to operate in things better. But in the bottom line is Jesus is the only one that can heal the wound that you're talking about. So don't separate your counseling and your therapy for getting with him and saying, now that I understand this, Jesus, I need my heart healed. Mm -hmm. I need that splinter pulled out. I need that piece of glass removed so that my heart is not hard and you've given me a new heart.
0: Yeah, and I, I love that. And I think that's an important thing to say is to know where your lane begins and ends. And that that's hard and it takes experimentation. You know, I can say for myself, you, you made a comment about this before we were recording. You know, I worked in a safe house with women who've been trafficked and exploited for a couple of years. And I helped uh, run the house you get a lot of girls who have DID, dissociative identity disorder. And so I have training with them and I interact with them and, and I am not, I am unafraid of girls or anyone who, who has that diagnosis. However, I did learn through trial and error. Cause in my mind at first I'm thinking, well, these, those girls are here in the safe house. So I must be called to this, but we had a few instances that were very difficult with women who have DID. And I learned this is, the, this is my end.
1: Yes. This,
0: this is where I exit and my teammate is going to come in because my teammate handles this very well. And I recognize I was forcing, because it was in front of me, I was forcing myself to hang out in situations that I should have looked at my teammate and said, Hey, I'm going to, I need to tap out and I'm going to go maybe be with the other girls. Will you take this girl? Right. And so I think there's trial and error. and We have to learn humbly and it's not weakness. And I struggled with that. I had, I I talked to my therapist about that. (laughs) Um, like, Hey, it feels weak to say that I, this is hard for me
1: because here's what the church would say, but you have the Holy spirit, Holy spirit can do anything. You can do anything with Christ in you yes but the disciples who had been with Jesus were sent out to do the stuff and came back and said why can't we do it Mm -hmm. and he said because you have to learn more there's more stuff we have to go to Mm -hmm. okay it's okay to say what if I feel I know Holy Spirit said this isn't for you and then you have to be okay with this because we've had to do it to write someone and say we don't feel like we are good fit for what you need and they're right back and they are wounded and hurt and broken and mad and sad and all that because we wouldn't minister to them Mm -hmm. and you have to go you we got you needs you know you just have to do it so it's time for the body of christ to mature Mm -hmm. become like him to -hmm. accept responsibility and to love each other but not let each other stay where they are but we aren't jesus
0: if you had any last words of advice or maybe any tools or resources that you want to throw out for people who are thinking, okay, I I would be interested in seeking inner healing. What would you say?
1: Talk to Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I can do you know. that. First of all, spend some time with Jesus mm-hmm. and say, this interests me. Is it something I need? Do I want to learn about it? Where are some safe places? I'm going to ask you to direct to God. You've got to, you've got to trust Holy Spirit in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are, you know, there's various, depending upon where you are, there's various things that you can go. A lot of people are doing. I really, you know, you probably have the list of of ministries that are available. You'll put out there. There's one that you haven't said, and it, it made me think of it when you said the alcohol. There's a ministry in Augusta, Georgia for addicts. That in our opinion is the best that we've ever come across because they do life. It's not a quick fix. Uh, I mean, in the sense you're not going to come in in a week and get sober and leave and be okay. Right. It is a built around the 12 steps with the Holy spirit in it. All about Jesus discipling is the, and maturing is the focus Of the ministry, and they have lived in everything. Uh, So, uh, that minute, you may just say what the ministry is. Yeah, the ministry is 143 Ministries International. And 143 means I love you. uh, But it was also means when the pagers were, when they did 143, it meant they had the good stuff, (laughs) the dealers. You know, oh that you know. is
0: so funny i love yeah. i haven't heard of that so i'm gonna yeah. look it up and i will put that. In Agu- sure.
1: augusta georgia they also have a manual that is now churches are actually saying when well, you come teach our people this because we're all addicts not in the way we think but mm-hmm. we're all in bondage and we need the steps to learn how to walk out how do we mature how do all of that so that that's one that i would tell you is absolutely amazing for a different type of thing
0: i love that yeah i always love new resources so that's great thank you so much much. i really appreciate your time today and and i know i've i've kept you over the time scheduled but i this is my favorite conversation if if listeners haven't noticed i love the inner healing conversation so to to sit with someone who has so much experience with it is just a privilege so i really appreciate your time thank you so much
1: let me just let me pray over your people yes ma'am okay oh thank you father thank you father you saw us before we were even here and you had a plan thank you jesus for being willing to take what we what we are broken people have had that we have carried and you have taken it for us holy spirit right now i ask by the power of the word that you will invade the rooms where, or the place where each person right now is listening. Holy Spirit, will you come? Will you touch hearts? Will you let them experience the closeness of Jesus they may never have experienced? Let them sense your presence, feel your love. May they trust you in that moment and lay down all their performance to just be your child. Holy Spirit, for that person right now that is believing it's not for them, will you breathe over that lie and woo them back in? Thank you for this time, Holy Spirit. Thank you for Lisa. Holy Spirit, I just pray for wisdom, guidance, understanding for her, that you will anoint her voice as it goes forth on these podcasts. We thank you for who you are and what you've done, Father. Jesus and Holy Spirit, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much.
1: Yes. Bless you all.